Praise God. I have a number of scriptures rolling around in my spirit. Tonight I've had several things uh, in my spirit. Um, I want to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Praise God. This is a powerful church. Um, But we can, as the church, and I speak this as a whole, we have the responsibility to walk in what God has given us. And what God has imparted to us can sometimes just out of negligence if we haven't ingrained it in our spirit, we can, we can kind of get distracted and caught up with life. And uh, the Lord's going to help us tonight. I may be in this vein for a little while on Tuesday nights. I don't know. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, beginning with verse number 3. Praise God. But if our gospel be hid, it is him hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is hid, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Uh, since the very beginning in Genesis, God gave man dominion. He gave Adam dominion in the garden. Over, over all of God's creation, he gave the dominion to Adam. And here's where we're going tonight. And I was thinking last time I said I, I was going to get out early, and then I went, I went the distance. So, you know, we're just going to launch, and wherever we land, we land, all right? Um, but I, I'll say this. When I'm done here in a few moments, we're going to pray again over our small groups, and the Lord's going to start doing, uh, we're, we're going to get some things back, we're gonna get we're gonna get our fight back in us. I I've just thought about this, you know, you know, life circumstances. The, the enemy. I'm, I'm gonna take the long way around. So here we go. Uh, the enemy will will seize every opportunity to gain ground against the church that he can. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's a good situation, bad situation, neutral situation. I I've realized and I began to realize this the other day. You know, and I, the enemy is so subtle. He operates in subtlety, that he operates in darkness. He operates in uh, hoping that you won't recognize him. And that's what Satan does. And I, I really have realized, and I'm just being really transparent here. I, I have battled and struggled personally um, in my own focus since Brother Levi has come along. You know, I, everybody said when you go to, from two to three, you know, it's different. And I believed everybody. I did not believe them. I mean, I was, I was braced for impact, you know. Um, 
you don't know. You try to be re- ready, but you're not. I mean, you just... Uh, um, and even though Levi's a good kid, and, you know, we get along even better even now that he's sleeping through the night, you know, it just makes everybody love everybody so much better when everybody's sleeping. Um, which, come to find out, that was my fault, but that's a different story for a different time. But we threw his little self in a different room, and he sleeps all night, and everybody sleeps all night. It just works. Um, But life gets busy. Stuff. Family. It's a will of God. However, when you go from man coverage to zone defense, it gets a little little more hectic in the house. And um, so... I, I really just the other day, I just realized that just adapting and adjusting to that transition in life has taken me longer than I originally would have anticipated. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, um, and, uh, but it is what it is. And so what I have realized personally, and I, I just, it just kind of dawned on me recently, I've just, my, my the intensity of my pursuit of God and my focus of my pursuit of God through through the transitions of life is not as intense as I want it to be, not as focused as I want it to be. There, yes, but not what I desire. Am I out of the will of God? No. Is uh, a growing family uh, uh, wrong? No, it's the will of God. But it's it's situations in life that, and, and this is where, and I, I know I, it's going to be scrambled eggs here, so just hang with me and we'll try to get it together in a little bit. The enemy will take any advantage he can to try to work his way into your life and just get you distracted. And, and he will take advantage of whatever he can, any opportunity, uh, and try to do whatever he can. Now, life, life got more busy. I had more time, you, you know, the luxury of time. And this could, be, this could be any transition in life. This could be any situation in life. Um, but the enemy is, is continually and constantly warring against our soul. He can't make us go to hell. He can't make you backslide. He can't make you do anything. He can't make you do anything. He can only hope to slow you down. He can only hope to take advantage of certain situations and speak things into your life that you do not recognize are him. He hopes that his voice is unrecognizable and it just blends in with your thoughts. And you take it as your thought. Oh, we're, yeah, we're going to be all over the board. We'll get it together, I promise. So I, you know, we've, we've been in a, in a, just a, a, a season here in this church and, and, you know, let, let's look at Sunday, for example, every, every service is going to have its ebb and flow. However, when God is there, there's going to be a flow of the Holy ghost there. And it's, it's not, uh, uh, a fight to gain any ground in the spirit in a particular service, something productive will happen and God will move and people will, will be touched and, and changed and filled with the Holy Ghost. Sunday night we come in, okay, 
That's an example of Satan can't defeat the church. There's power, there's victory, there's dominion. However, there's an element where, and I'm using this as an example, where we struggle, struggle, struggle Sunday morning. Powerful move of God Sunday night. Every service is going to be different. However, Satan will stop at nothing to steal everything that he can. And, and this has been a, a thing for a while where we have, a lot of our Sunday mornings, have, we have just struggled. But we're going we're gonna to take authority and dominion over whatever it is that we have wrestled with. And we're going to gain dominion and authority in these areas. And we're, we're going to break whatever has fought against us corporately. But I'm sure this applies to us uh, individually and as families. Your family may be up against something. Well, we, sometimes we just get caught uh, unawares at times and life and situations happen. And we get busy and sometimes we get distracted and sometimes we get... Uh, you know, discombobulated with whatever situation we're dealing with in life and not realizing at the same time the enemy will come in and he will attack our mind in the midst of it and, and we'll find ourselves relaxing. There's a difference between resting and relaxing. Resting, God is involved. Relaxing is just flesh. Flesh disconnecting. There's never a point in time where we can relax. We must rest. But rest even itself will leave us edified and the flesh is not gratified. The flesh and my, my physical body can rest and my spirit can rest. But when I, when I relax and I unplug from whatever God has me plugged into, that's when I can get in trouble. And that's when it takes me a while to get myself back together, get plugged back in, and get back into the flow of what God is doing and his purpose for my life individually and his purpose for my life here corporately. There is actively the enemy of our soul is warring against the church. He has been warring against humanity since before uh, we were born, the, the dominion was given to Adam in the very beginning, and man's sin gave the dominion over to the enemy. And so, because Satan, the Bible says, is the God of this world, we are the ones full of the Holy Ghost that are supposed to push back the forces of darkness that oppose the moving of God's Spirit in the earth. That's why God gave us His Spirit. We will have power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. The only reason you need power is to oppose something. If, if, if God just wanted to save us, He would have saved us and He would have took us right to heaven at that moment. But he gave us power, power to carry out the, the purpose of God in the earth. And that purpose is not just me making it to heaven. The moment I was saved, the moment I was experienced the new birth, I then am, am, am plugged into a purpose that is beyond me. 
And God gave me the power, not just to see the fruit of his spirit develop in me, but he gave me the power to overcome everything so that I can be part of the invasion force of the kingdom of God here on the earth and administer the power that he has given me for the good of his kingdom. The word kingdom, and I've said this before, I've taught it before, and it, it maybe have been a couple years, but we may get back into it for a little while. The word kingdom that we know is comes from two words. It comes from the two words, king's dominion. When you read your King James Bible or your new King James Bible or whatever, the words in there, think of it, and part of understanding what it's trying to communicate is when it was when it was uh, when it was translated and the words that are being used. If there is a kingdom, there must be a king. If there is a domain, there must be a lord over that domain. We are here full of his spirit to establish his domain here in the earth. When we come together as the body of Christ, there should be only the things that reflect the king's domain here. There should be faith when we come together, not unbelief. There, there, should, be, there should be power, powerful, uh, a, a powerful spirit that comes in with us, not a powerless spirit. Whatever, whatever belongs to the king is within us so that when we come together and there is strength in numbers, we are reflecting what is a part of the king's domain. There should be peace here among us. There should be the love of God here among us. There should, be, there should be healing here among us. There should be the gifts of the Spirit among us. There should be the fruit of the Spirit. There should be liberty uh, uh, from ever. There should be a, a liberating spirit here. There should be deliverance here because wherever the King is, wherever His Spirit is, there should be the attributes of who He is among His people. This, this, when we come together, this is our home field advantage. This is, this is home base. But when we get together uh, uh, tomorrow night and Thursday night in homes, guess what? We, we have got to approach it from when we are walking into this with the authority of the Holy Ghost and the, and the Word of God is going to go forth with power and if there is a, a, a soul there that is not walking in truth, that it does not believe the truth yet, their ears are going to be open to hear and there's not going to be any demonic spirit that can block their ears from hearing that the lies of the enemy do not not overwhelm the truth that they are hearing and they can hear what the Lord is trying to tell them. I'm talking about walking in dominion and authority. God has given it to us. We just got to walk in it. Sometimes we can get distracted with stuff and before we, before we realize it, something has been stolen from us. It may have been your passion. It may have been your focus. It may have, it may have been uh, 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 your walk. It may have just, it, it may have, it could be a, a many different things. But uh, over the past year or two or, or however long, you may just want to think back and, and, and wonder, have, have, have I lost something? Has the enemy slipped in while I was uh, asleep? And has he stolen something from me? Well, let me tell you tonight that the Holy Ghost is, is, is wanting us to pursue anything that the enemy has taken from us. If you found yourself not being as passionate as you were a year ago, it's time for us to get our passion back. Somebody say amen. Praise God.
We're not just here to go through the motions of, of being good church folks and, and uh, all that stuff. We are, we are God's people. And, and everywhere that we go, the people that we encounter around us, the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. He has actively done it. What does he do that with? How does he do that? Does he put a blindfold on them? He lies to them. People are deceived. They live a life where they are deceived. They, they are deceived into thinking that the pleasure that they are choosing to partake in is going to satisfy them. They are, they are, they are deceived into thinking that whatever, they, whatever lifestyle they live is the right lifestyle or it is, it, is what will, it is what their purpose is. They live a life blinded by the deception of the adversary. And the only way that that is going to change is when the church begins to pray and take authority over the lies of the enemy and begin to push back upon every stronghold of the enemy upon the lives of people whom their minds are blinded to the gospel. So the dominion was lost in the garden and... Uh, the enemy, you know, the, the Bible tells us, I, I believe it's in Isaiah. I don't have it right here in front of me. The Bible talks about how, I know it's in Revelation, where the Bible talks about before uh, creation, how there was war in heaven. There was war in heaven. And Satan, Lucifer, and his angels warred against the Lord and his angels, and, and Satan was cast out of heaven. And in Isaiah, it tells us, how art thou cut down to the ground? I saw him fall like lightning. He was cast out of heaven to the earth. And he began to set up his domain here. And we, the church, are the invasion force because thousands of years after man lost dominion in the garden, God poured out his spirit upon the earth. To establish his kingdom. This is what Jesus came giving them, a, giving his disciples an example of what the kingdom looked like. And before he left, he said, greater works than these shall ye do because I go unto my father. The Holy Ghost is poured out and he gives them, them the power to continue doing what he already had begun to exemplify. Is to establish the king's dominion in the earth. And this is still our job today. We do not just have the Holy Ghost to make us feel better and, and so we can go to heaven. But there are, there are people that God is leading us to and, and, and we're seeing a trickle and we're seeing contacts made. But there's a greater level that God is going to take us back to. But we, we've just kind of, we've kind of lost a little bit of our zeal and a little bit of our passion. And, and we, it may have been through life circumstances. I know that I, I, have, I, have, I have battled that myself. So if I've battled, I'm sure that many of you have battled something similar. But we are a powerful church. We've just got to be powerful. And we've got to have the Lord help us to, 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 to get back to where we need to be in the spirit. Get our focus back. 
get our desire back. Do you know that lack of desire is one of the telltale signs that you're under an attack of the enemy? Oh, I don't feel like today. Oh, and when hopefully church can hurry up and get over and I got this to get, to get done and this. and The Bible talks about, tells us to take captive every thought, every imagination. Bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. The mind of humanity is where the battleground is. Your mind. Recognizing the thoughts that pass through your mind, where they are coming from, and you can always judge where a thought is coming from based upon the, the fruit or the emotion associated with that thought. If that thought presses you down and makes you feel disconnected from God, makes you feel uh, uh, less motivated, that, that's not the voice of God. And it's certainly not the voice of the, the red-horned pitchfork devil saying, it's here, I'm here to, to, to tell you what to think. He comes in subtlety. I wrote something down years ago, and, and uh, it, it's on my iPad notes, and uh, it, it's just very simple. It says, I love God. I love to pray. I love to read my Bible. I love the effects and the result of fasting. And if I think anything differently about those, I am under attack. You got to understand, if your desire for the things of God is waning, it's less and less. Now, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You're filled with the Spirit of God. You're a child of God. You're a, you're a part of the bride of Christ. It's who you are. But if your desire for that is, is gradually leaving, it's going to be filled with something. You are under an attack of the enemy. The Bible says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, I'm going to study this out more because I just this, this, I've been chewing on this today. The Bible says, "Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled." Blessed, blessed, however you want to say it. The word "blessed" is a supernatural thing. Okay, it's not it's not just saying, "Oh, it's a it's a positive thing." What it is telling us is there is a supernatural element to the fact that I hunger and thirst after righteousness. The Bible tells us it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. There was something supernatural happening that brought you to an altar, not just what happened when you got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was moving on you already before you yielded to the Lord and repented and got filled with the Holy Ghost and got baptized in Jesus' name. The goodness of God was already reaching for you and pulling you. There is a supernatural thing that is happening to a person when they are coming to repentance. The thoughts, what is that? It's the thoughts that begin to come to their mind. Man, I need to get this right. I'm not living right. I've been sinning. God probably doesn't like this. Ooh, there's where the battle is. When somebody is in deception, it's, there's no thought that what they are doing 
has anything to do with their eternity. There's no concept of eternity. You know, if you were to like, it doesn't matter how smart or how not smart somebody is. You want to make somebody feel really, really awkward? Just go up and ask them where they're going when they die. Humanity, humanity avoids the conversation. Educated, uneducated. They will find a way to get around that question. Why? Why? Because the spirit of an individual, the, in, the, the unseen part of a person, doesn't have an answer to that. Yet at the same time, at, at funerals, we'll talk about how they're in heaven. But if you were to just walk up to the average person and say, where are you going when you die? Look them right in the eye. Look right into the window of their soul. Their spirit will get nervous. It will get very uncomfortable. That's because the human spirit has been asked a question that it has no answer for and that is beyond anything that they, they can't answer or give account for. There is a blindness there that instead, unless the Lord is working on somebody and it's somebody that the Lord is already drawing, if it's somebody whose mind is blinded to truth, they will only avoid the question or get sarcastic or funny or some way to just get around it and get out of it. They will not sit down and most, I'd say 99.9% .9 of people will not sit down and have a conversation about it. The human spirit doesn't want to do it. Can't. Because we are more spirit than we are physical. There is a spiritual battle that is taking place. And the thoughts of mankind are where the battle is taking place. It's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. The Spirit of the Lord draws us. Nobody comes unto God except the Spirit of God is drawing him, right? God is already doing a work before somebody gets saved. He's already working on them. He's already Talking to them. How is he talking to them? The thoughts in their mind. That's how you know somebody, and, and you've had conversations, you sit down, maybe a Bible study with somebody or somebody, a coworker, and you start talking to them, and, and one thing leads to another, and, and they'll, in one way, shape, or form, they'll start telling you what they've been thinking. And you'll look at them and say, God's been talking to you. That's the voice of God. I've, many a times I've, I've sat around a kitchen table or taught a Bible study and said something like, that is the drawing of the Spirit of God. It all takes place right here. Well, this doesn't ever go away. It doesn't ever change. You've got the Holy Ghost. You're part of the kingdom of God. The, the, the battle in your mind, never, it never goes away. That's why we've got to take every thought captive, bring it unto the obedience of Christ. Satan cannot read your thoughts, but he can plant your thought, plant a thought in your mind. And his only, his only hope is that you will take the thought that he has planted and you will vocalize it. Because even Satan knows that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Oh, how many times I've gotten myself in trouble. I'm taking a thought and then I start 
saying it. And Satan knows just how powerful the human voice is. He can't make you say anything. He'll just hope that you think it's your thought. And then you'll take that thought and start cursing yourself. You'll take that thought and start talking down about your own life, about your own situation. And you just, he don't have to do it anymore. You're doing it for him. Instead of recognizing the thought when it comes in and dealing with it accordingly. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray, let's lift our voice to him right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that we would have a moment right now where we realize that our eyes are open, where we begin to see, Lord, if the enemy has battled us in our minds, in the name of Jesus, every lie that has come against us that has been spoken into our life, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take dominion and authority over every lie of the enemy that would attack our minds and try to get us to, to obey the lies of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we loose the truth of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we take authority over the lies of hell. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. You got to take authority over the, over the thoughts in your mind. If, there's, if, if thoughts are leading to emotions that cause you to not want to be in the house of God, that cause you to find a reason to be distracted rather than focused, your mind is under attack. If Satan, he can't make you go to hell. He can just, and he can't stop, and I've said this before, he can't stop God's harvest. He can only hope to limit the harvester. Our focus is going to have to be fought for. I've got to fight for my focus. That's why we've got to lay aside every weight and sin that doth so easily beset us. It's not, it's not always sins. It may be sins at the beginning when we're, when we're uh, uh, new, new in the Lord. It may be besetting sins but as we walk on with the Lord it's probably more than likely going to be weights or things that just drag us down or distract us or just take our focus from us we're not going to win the this city without focus it's going to take focus We've got to take authority over our mind and get our mind focused. I, I, and, and it's just the Lord's just going to bring us back to this because it's, it, I know it's, it's where I've been, so I know it's where a lot of us has been, have been. We've had good booze of God, but, and, and that's fine, and, and that's all well and good, but there's a, this, this church is a powerful church. We're a powerful church. Everybody say that. Say we're a powerful church. We're not going to be a powerless church. We are going to, on purpose and with intention, channel the power of the Holy Ghost and let him flow through us every time we come together. We're not going to allow our minds to be held captive. We're not going to allow uh, our spirits to be held captive. But in, every, in everything that we do, we're going to do it with the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. We have to take authority over our mind. We can't be blind and allow the enemy to blind us and be held captive by the lies of the enemy. So we are given the dominion in the book of Acts. What are we doing with it? What am I doing with the dominion of the Holy Ghost? We, 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 we wrestle and struggle, especially in America, we here it's, 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 it's everybody in the world, but 
you know, we, we, we have things to do. We've got things to do. We've got plenty to do. There's always something to entertain us. That will be one of our things that we fight against as the church to remain focused in this last day. There will never be an end of things that could steal my focus or that could steal my emotions or that could, that could steal my thought pattern or that could dominate my thoughts. I think I've said this before uh, in, in, uh, in football. There's, there's a call that they, they take very seriously and that's called face masking. If a football player grabs a face mask of another player, they'll call a penalty on them because you can hurt a man pretty good by yank, grabbing that face mask and yanking it because wherever a man's head goes, his body is going to follow right after it. Wherever our thoughts go, that's where we're going. Wherever my thoughts go, that's where I'm going. I heard somebody say it like this. If I can, uh, my friends are a prophecy of my future. There are, there are things that come into play in my spiritual life that, I, that I've got to take hold of every thought. I've got to take everything seriously because the enemy operates in such subtlety that he just wants to steal my time. He wants to steal my thoughts. He wants to steal my emotion. So when it comes time to being a part of the kingdom of God and being productive and teaching Bible studies and, and winning the lost and seeing people saved so that I'm so worn out and give out from other things that I have given my mind and my thoughts to that I've just got a little bit left in the tank for the kingdom of God. But the Bible says you shall have power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. There is tremendous power in this room right now. Tremendous power. You may be a little bit tired from work, but you're, you're still powerful. You may have had a long week, but you're still powerful. And if we, can, if, we, if we begin to think anything different than we are powerful in the Holy Ghost, we will cease to be powerful. I heard somebody say this, and I wrote it down in my Bible years ago. I cannot be passive and be powerful. There, there's, no, there's no relationship between passivity and power. I must pick one. There's power in this room tonight. And, and we're, uh, I'm glad for everybody that's going to teach tomorrow, everybody that's going to hear tomorrow night. But we as the church, when we leave here and we go into homes and we teach the Word of God and teach Bible studies in small groups, we've got to go in from this place with the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not good enough just to have a dry little Bible study or a dry little uh, uh, spiritual talk and some fellowship, uh, uh, but there's got to be a flow of the Spirit. There will be a different, a, a little bit different of a dynamic there than here, but there's no less flow of the Spirit of God when we get there and the Spirit of God ministers to people and does, does something supernatural beyond just hanging out and having a good time because we operate in the dominion and the authority of the Holy Ghost. But we've got to get our focus and get our mind together and understand what we are here to do. And God's going to do the miraculous. Let's stand right now. I want us to come around the front tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
we just kind of need to shake ourselves a little bit. You want to do that with me? Can I get more than two people? Thank you. We're going to shake ourselves. There's an anointing that's within each and every one of us. And we're going to shake ourselves in the Holy Ghost. There's got to be something within us as the body of Christ that every time we come together, that we're not satisfied with just passing the time and getting out. That's, that's where we can realize that our thoughts have been stolen because there's my, my attention and my focus is on what I can do when I get out of here. We're going to have to continually fight. That, that fight will never end. We've just got to get back in the saddle. We've just got to get our mind back together. We are a powerful church. We are a warring church. We know how to war in the Holy Ghost. And we don't have to allow the enemy to steal one thing from us. There's a drawing of the Holy Ghost that's here in this city. We have so many guests and people show up that say, I just felt to come or I just... That is not an accident at all. That is not an accident. I'm not trying to be tacky. Don't misunderstand my next statement. But our, our current property is not one that would just attract a bunch of people. It's a supernatural thing. There's already major battles that we have won in this city. But there's a harvest that's here and that's now. And next year we're going to have two more groups starting. We're really, you know where we're at right now? We're at the point now where we, 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 we are in need of more houses and leaders than we have. We can divide our groups now. We're at the point of we probably could have seven or eight groups now. Like, it's there. Guests are coming. Guests are returning and going to small groups. There's harvest there. There's growth there. We've just got to get, just get, get our mind back together, get our spirit back on board. We may have been distracted, but it may, it may not even be a sin issue. That's not what this is. We can just be distracted sometimes by life. It could be the job. It could be family things, whatever. It could be whatever. The enemy seeks any opportunity just to slow us down so that we're less effective because he knows how powerful we are when we're focused. God's going to give us our focus back. In the name of Jesus. Would you lift up your hands right now? In the name of Jesus. Why don't you begin to take authority and dominion over your mind, over your household, over your life. In the name of Jesus right now. Upon the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I take dominion and authority over every distraction, over every hindrance, over every attack of the enemy, over every subtle lie of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. I bind it in the name of of Jesus Christ. I take authority and dominion in Jesus' name over every hindrance in the spirit realm. In Jesus' name, we take dominion and authority right now. In Jesus' name, I lose focus in the name of Jesus. I lose desire in the name of Jesus. We're going to get our desire back in the name of Jesus Christ. If you have the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Let it be loosed in this place in the name of Jesus. 
Intercessors, let your tongue loose right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and give Jesus praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment right now. We got a little time tonight. Let's just lock into this thing right now. In the name of Jesus, he so roye ala rata. He kalararabo sondo koriata la ramanda la bakata. He sondo lolobo riakaya la ramando rosolo lolobo kotoye. He karaya la ramando royolo lolobo koroye ala la bakata. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the in the name of Jesus, grab somebody by the hand right next to you. Put your hand on their shoulder. Whatever, whatever is appropriate right now. Let's bind together with somebody right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are taking authority and dominion over every subtle attack of the enemy. Lord, I plead the blood of, of Jesus on every family. I plead the blood of Jesus on every individual. In the name of Jesus, In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's appropriate from time to time to do that, to go through. I don't have the checklist in front of me, but do a self-check. First of all, is there any sin in my life that I'm harboring? I can, I can bind every devil in hell, but if I have sin in my life, I got to take care of the sin. Got to get it repented of, get it taken care of, deal with it. Got to make sure that I'm completely surrendered to the Lord, that I'm surrendered and submitted to him. That my will is submitted to him, that I'm not withholding anything from him. When I've taken care of sin issue or the surrender issue, making myself available, and then I'm still struggling. It could be dangerous to say I'm under a spiritual attack when I just keep sinning. I'm under attack. No, no. That's what sin does. Sin blocks the flow of the Spirit of God. But if I've got that taken care of, if I've got me in alignment with the Holy Ghost, but my mind is just scattered. I, I, I hear, here's the difference, okay? Here's how you tell. Is when you can actually say on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or Tuesday night, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Okay? That's how, here's what I'm saying, hear me. When the saints come dragging in, that's not a telltale sign of victory. And that's not saying saints dragging in are bad saints. I'm saying we can be, our mind can be bombarded with stuff because we haven't taken authority over our mind or realized what is really taking place. And I can feel pressed down and weighted down to where I'm just trying to drag in and get a shot in the arm. But when I have gotten to a place of victory, then there is an excitement and an expectation about what God is about ready to do when his bride comes together. That's when you bring a sacrifice of praise. You don't come to get somebody else to get you to praise. I've already brought it with me. Lift your hands one more time to the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name, one more time. We take authority and dominion right now in Jesus' name. Over every hindrance in the spirit, in our mind, Lord, every thought that has battled us in Jesus' name. Devil, we're fighting back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. We're going to walk in power and in authority and in dominion in Jesus' name. Lord, we're going to walk in the dominion of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, I'm going to get my fight back. I'm going to get my passion back. I'm going to get my focus back. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord great praise right now together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It's coming back in Jesus' name. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's co I want everybody that can be here Saturday night for prayer. Be here at Saturday night for prayer at 6 o'clock. Be here, be here, be here, be here. If you're in town, be here. 
We're going to get it back. There's been, we, we've struggled enough in certain areas. We don't have to struggle in areas. We can take authority and dominion. We can walk in the victory of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost. We dictate what happens here. We dictate, the enemy doesn't dictate what happens here. We dictate what happens here. We are the people of God with the power of the Holy Ghost. We're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost. We're going to have revival and harvest. We're not going to be uh, 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 clogged up and, 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 and starchy and stiff. We're going to break through in the Holy Ghost. We're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost Sunday morning, Sunday night. Praise God. God's going to be good to us tomorrow night, Thursday night. Our small groups, God's going to be with us. Guests are going to be there. It's going to be fun. Praise God. God bless you tonight. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.